Love broke through. This is the final in our series. This has been our theme all through Lent. Love broke through. And today we are talking about love broke through death. And just to give you the heads up, I will be allowing time at the end of this message for response. And um, just, I just want you to have open ears, open hearts to hear what the Lord would be saying to you as we um, think about the reality of the resurrection and what it means in life, in our life, and how we're living life. But we've talked about how love broke through so many things. Um, we have seen love break through sin, sickness, racism, politics, addiction, prison, religion, hopelessness, status quo, and now today, even death. Uh, we heard from Blaine at American University talk how love broke through a scenario where somebody that would be the last person that you would think that God could break through to that person because she was angrily protesting, burning an American flag, angry at everything. And that's the person that one of the people in the Chi Alpha group felt strongly led to reach out to. He happened to be the last person you would have expected as well, since he was a member of the ROTC and generally didn't have warm fuzzies about the American flag being burned. But God sent him to talk to her. A friendship developed, and now she is a regular member of that group. Love broke through. We heard Walt talk about breaking through prison doors and how the gift of a cookie makes a huge difference. And um, that if we can learn to use this as our phrase, listen, listen, love, love, instead of talk, talk, judge, judge, that if we will learn how to do that, that love will break through even the toughest, hardest criminal. And so that was a wonderful story. We heard how love broke through in Paul's life and in his testimony through, uh, he was a, he was a seeker. He was open hearted, trying to find the true one true God. And Jesus revealed himself to him in such an amazing way. It always, it makes me start trembling every time I think about it. When he says that he just said, well, if you're real, just reveal yourself to me and nothing happened. And the, until he woke up the next morning and everything was different. Everything was different. Love broke through. So today we're going to talk about love breaking through death. Now, this is supposed to give me some brownie points. The metaphor may not um, work for everybody, but you'll hear, you'll hear me in a minute. Uh, we have a minister friend who became a grandfather this past week. He's been posting photos of his new grandson, and you can just feel the pride and the joy bubbling up as, through all of his posts as he's doing this. And as I'm seeing his posts, I remember what that felt like the first time. I became a grandparent. My first grandchild is sitting right here, and I'm not going to embarrass her, but I'm just going to say I remember the feelings. I had been a person 
before. I had been a parent before. But being a grandparent, that's like a whole new thing. Totally different. So, did I get any brownie points with the grandparents? Do you agree with me? Is it like a whole new thing? Totally different when that grandchild shows up. Okay. So we'll see if this metaphor even works later on. But in the earliest days of the church, just weeks following Christ's resurrection. So, you know, today is April 1st. So just imagine how far away is Mother's Day. Okay. In those early weeks, they proclaimed the gospel news with a very specific emphasis on the resurrection. When the apostles spoke, they didn't preach so much about Jesus' life and ministry, miracles and teachings. Those, the gospels were written years later, but in those early days, what did they preach about? They preached about his death, burial, and resurrection. This was the proof. This was the evidence that a new age had dawned. Sort of like the difference between a parent and grandparent, although it's pretty weak. I got it. But they knew that this was something totally new, completely different. A new dimension had taken place. The disciples had the background of the Old Testament scriptures, and they knew the law and the prophets, and they had accepted Jesus as the expected Messiah until he died. A dying Messiah was not what they had in mind, and they were defeated, deflated, and depressed. They were hiding and afraid until... Early one Sunday morning. And everything changed. Skeptics will try to explain the resurrection away. But I want you to hear me. I, could everybody just pinch yourself? Don't hurt yourself. But pinch it enough that you actually feel some of your fleshiness there. Jesus bore in his body... His real, live, fleshy, bony body. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. God accepted that sacrifice. We read that when Jesus died... There was an earthquake then, too. And the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. Part of what was going on there is that when Jesus released his spirit from his body, into your hands I commend my spirit, he, his sacrifice was accepted in the Holy of Holies. And the veil was rent in two. And we no longer have to ha go through the sacrifices and the veil to the Holy of Holies. So his actual body died. But his actual body 
His actual body also rose from the dead. There are people out there that want to put different theories to this and say that, well, his spirit rose or a a ghost thing rose. No, his body, his body rose from the dead. And then his body ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father, ever making intercession for us. He is alive today. The fact of the resurrection is the basis for the faith in the resurrection. It's not that the disciples had some sort of a faith that they then tried to make up a story to support it. No, he factually arose and that's what built their faith. They saw Jesus. One of the proofs, in addition to his appearance, was the empty tomb. The removal of the stone, this earthquake and the removal of the stone, that wasn't to let Jesus out. That was to let the disciples in. Jesus was already gone. His body, even though it was like this flesh and was able to eat and drink, they could touch it and see the scars. They could hear his voice. So it had that, but then it also had this otherworldly aspect. He could walk through walls. He could appear and disappear at will. The stone was not holding Jesus in the tomb. The stone was rolled away so that the disciples and the women could see that his body was not there anymore. Now, they didn't actually at that moment, call it a proof of the resurrection because to them it was more of a puzzle. They were like, where is his body? Who took him away? Somebody has moved him. Where is he? They didn't, they still weren't quite getting it together that he had been arisen from the dead. But once they actually see him in person and were able to touch him and eat and drink with him, they experienced him factually, the risen Lord, and the fact that they, oh, oh yeah, that's right. There was no body in that tomb just adds to the proof. Yes, he is risen from the dead. And this is what they proclaimed. Jesus crucified, dead, and buried, and rose from the dead. So their message, theologians have put together a specific title for what was it that the early church preached. It's called the kerygma, K-E-R-Y-G-M-A. I'm going to quote Yule and Betzel. They say, if the proclama- it is the proclamation of the death, resurrection, and exaltation of Jesus that leads to an evaluation of his person as both Lord and Christ. It confronts one with the necessity of repentance, and it promises the forgiveness of sins. That is how simple the message was. The kerygma has as its ultimate goal not a sophisticated theology, but a transformed life. That's our key, a key word for us in 2018, transformation. It is the declaration that in Christ, the new order of eternal life has already entered into time and history. So this new order 
It's something different, something that wasn't there before. That's what the resurrection has brought to us, a new kind of life. G.K. Chesterton said, the more I considered Christianity, the more I found that while it has established a rule and order, a basic theology, the chief aim of that order was to give room for good things to run wild. One more quote here from George Ladd about the resurrection. It is the resurrection of Jesus is not simply an event in history. It ought not to be described simply as a supernatural event, a miracle, as though God had interfered with the laws of nature. The resurrection of Jesus means nothing less than the appearance upon the scene of historical of something that belongs to the eternal order. Supernatural, yes, but not in the usual sense of the word. It is not the disturbance of the normal course of events. It is the manifestation of something utterly new. Eternal life has appeared in the midst of mortality. So forgive me for reading so much, but I didn't want to get those words wrong. Do you hear what it's saying? This was not just, so a miracle would be um, in the time of Joshua in the battle, the sun stood still. That is a disruption of the natural order of things. The sun does not stand still, but, that, but it did happen once. That was a miracle. Jesus' resurrection, yes, it's supernatural. It was miraculous, but it's so much more than just a disruption of the natural order of things because then it would say, and then after that, things kind of went back to normal. And that's not what has happened. Something that had never happened before has happened with the resurrection of Jesus. A new age has dawned. The eternal has inserted itself into the historical. And now we can live a life that is eternal life while we are still living our mortal lives. Eternal life is chugging on within us. And that wasn't true until the resurrection. The, 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 the eternal life of Jesus living within us. What is the meaning of life? Here's what Jesus said. This is the kind of life he offers. He was teaching one day and said that he's the good shepherd and that the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. That's what he did on the cross. He gave his life for his sheep. And then he went on to say that he's not just the shepherd that, that takes care of the sheep and gets them safely in the sheepfold, but he's the gate to the sheepfold. And so this is what he said. Yes, I'm the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Those that are familiar with the King James may, may remember life abundantly. His purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. And he made that possible through his death, burial and resurrection. We now can have the eternal life come into our life. So the meaning of life, what is the meaning of life? What if 
I'm not particularly interested in a transformed life. Pastor Brenda said I could be transformed, but I'm not interested in being transformed. I like my life. I'm happy. I tell you what, a lot of our neighbors right here in Vienna, Virginia, have no idea of wanting or desiring a transformed life. Life is good. There's lots of good stuff going on. They got a nice house, beautiful kids. Life's good. Why do I need a transformed life? And Jesus said that when he went back to heaven, he had to go so that he could send the Holy Spirit. And one of the reasons he, he said that the Holy Spirit must come is to convict the world of sin. And the reason for that is because we're clueless. We don't think we need to be transformed. <laughs> Life's good. We need to be convicted of sin because what sin did is allow death to reign in our mortal bodies. The scriptures say that we have all sinned and without Christ, we are spiritually dead. So what what we're declaring today is love broke through death. And we're not just talking about just Jesus' resurrection, although absolutely God's love was at work when he raised his son from the dead. He received the sacrifice. He put a stamp of approval on it. He rose his son from the dead. God's power overcame death, but not just Jesus' death, but capital D, death, death, hell, and the grave. All death has lost its sting. Because we now have eternal life in the midst of our mortality. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus explained that outside of him, we are vulnerable to an enemy. An enemy that desires to steal, kill, and destroy. But in Jesus, we enter in. He's the gate and we are saved. Jesus' purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life now. <laughs> I preached on, on Friday night. Today is the day of salvation. It's not just that if you'll trust in Jesus, then after this life, you will get to go to heaven. That is a compelling thing, and it's a good thing, but that's not all there is to the story. We are given life to live now, eternal life to flow through our lives now. No more fear, no more dread, no more can death lord itself over us. The stealing, killing, destroying thief has been overcome by the loving, giving, living Lord Jesus Christ. We are to live life alive alive with eternal life. Are you ready to live? To allow the risen Lord to be your Lord? To invite the risen Christ to rule and reign in your life? Would you like to have good things running wild within you? Okay, control freaks, I'm going to ask you one more time. Would you like to have good things running wild within you? You just can't keep up with them. Because the eternal has come into the historical 
It is the everlasting has come into the mortal and we, our lives are not just about ourselves. They're not just about making it through. And then one day we get to spend eternity with heaven in heaven with Jesus. Yes, that is good news. It is good news to not fear eternal punishment for our sins. That's great news, but there's, there's the living of life now. And we are to live life full, abundant, rich, and satisfying. And that is possible because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask Rachel to come. She's going to sing a song of invitation. So this is that response time that I was telling you about. I want to welcome you to move from your seat. I want you to come to the front and make this Easter Sunday your personal day of resurrection. Let love break through, overcoming death and gaining new life in Christ. Walking up here doesn't save anyone. Faith in Jesus is all that's needed for that. But I have observed over the years that making a public statement as a marker in your life helps strengthen you. So I'm going to let Rachel sing for a moment. I want you to process and think about this. And if it's time for you to either just first time ever, just say, okay, Lord, I get it. You are the risen Lord. You really did raise from the dead in your body so that now in my body, I can have eternal life. I want to invite you to come. If you have already made that decision, but you need to refresh, you need to recommit to letting the life of God live fully within you, I invite you to come. Thank you. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling.
John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that we can call on the name of the Lord. Verse 13, actually, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing in our heart that God has raised him up from the dead, we shall be saved. So we're going to end with a prayer together today. And um, this is what it's all about folks this is what it's all about living the life that Jesus provided to us Father in heaven I thank you for loving us I thank you that you did raise Jesus from the dead I thank you that you Jesus are now exalted as Lord and Christ And that when I am confronted with these facts, I need to respond. It doesn't leave me with a neutral position. And I pray that you'll help every one of us to respond to the reality that you are God's son, that you are Lord, that God has raised you from the dead, and that in you we can have eternal life.